Hello and welcome to Females Thriving Over 30. Today I'm joined by Susie Bateman. She's the owner of Self UK and a mother of two. So I thought she would be one of the perfect guests to get onto the podcast to talk about her story. So without further ado, hi Susie, how are you doing? Hi Jasmine, yeah I'm really well. I'm very excited and nervous to to be here but yeah it's really nice to talk to you. I'm so excited to have you here. I, for one, am very inspired by the little part of your story that I've already heard from you. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more about it. So can you tell us a little bit about self and basically why you started it? Latterly or before having the children, I kind of worked my way up to sales manager for an independent business. And I absolutely loved my job. The main thing I loved about it is the fact that I was managing a team of people and, you know, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing a team of people succeed and achieve great things. And being part of that was incredibly motivating for myself. Um, But I think so. I mean, fair to say I was always a real, very driven, a real career girl, sort of all the way through my 20s. Um, And I suppose I always thought that. If I had children, I would probably be in my 30s because I was so busy trying to get as far as I could work wise before, you know, potentially starting a family. So when we made the decision to have children, it felt, you know, it's incredibly exciting, but it also felt like a massive shift. And I worked really close up to having um, our son, William. And then I took sort of nine months off with him and then went back to work but I went back to work in a in a different capacity so I'd gone from managing you know a sales team sort of traveling the country and working with the um, different account managers to then working sort of part-time and I think at the time I sort of said to the, the business I was working for that I didn't feel comfortable sort of doing that same role really because I didn't want to take advantage of the business in terms of trying to do that job. But certainly, you know, I wasn't going to go back full time. So I kind of, I suppose, essentially stepped down from my position and then took on more of a sort of training and uh, development role sort of within HR so that I could have time with William, but also, you know, still be, be going to work. And that worked really well when I just had William. But then Florence came along quite quickly. There's only, you know, there's, there's, I had two under two. And so when I kind of obviously went off to have Florence again, had time off with her, but then had essentially two babies. I went back to work and then the juggle really started. You know, they were, they were at two different nurseries. I was dropping Florence off kind of first at like, you know, sort of half seven in the morning, then taking William to the nursery where he, was going and then I'd still be at work in in Boston for for nine and I'd be the kind of first to drop off and the last to pick up um and I think it's probably fair to say that you know that that got a lot you know and I know a lot of women have to manage that juggle and I think you know you you have the mum guilt of going to work leaving them particularly because they were both still very young and I really started to struggle with that and so I sort of spoke to my husband and I said you know this is I'm really really struggling and so we made 
the decision together and, and you know a fortunate position was to have a bit of time off from work with both children to kind of gather my thoughts really you know it'd been a lot it'd been a big change but what I quickly realized was being at home with the children I loved it you know I, I love my children dearly but suddenly I felt this complete loss of self you know a loss of myself that I'd gone from knowing exactly who I was kind of getting up throwing the heels on working with the team very driven very sort of targeted and to then thinking I'm getting up I'm looking after my children but for me and I almost feel terrible saying it but it's but it's the truth is it it wasn't enough you know I kind of felt like I had still had so much to give I wanted to work I wanted to earn my own money I wanted the independence you know I suddenly felt like I'd lost a lot of that and my husband was you know incredibly supportive and never made me feel that way but this was just how I was built from you know 14 having my first job I'd always worked and I'd always had or I always prided myself on having a really strong work ethic so I just felt lost and I just thought to myself I can't be the only woman feeling this way and I hope actually that any anybody listening to this that if they if they are or have felt this way that maybe it just gives that little bit of comfort that they're not on their own it made me feel quite low I sort of yeah I I felt I'd gone from knowing who I was to then being responsible for two gorgeous little people but you know thinking gosh am I doing this right am I doing this right you know are they thriving are they doing well and that was it was a lot you know it was a lot to to manage and I missed work I missed the interaction with people I missed the creativity I missed that purpose the achievement the hard work the hard work of it I mean crikey actually you know I don't think there's any harder job than being at home with two small children if I'm honest (laughs) but um but I started to think I have to do something and yeah I was I was thinking to myself you know if I'm feeling like this then other women must be and then I suddenly started to almost think about that and think about that loss of identity that loss of sense of self and then I kind of came up with this concept of self and you know I kind of just played around with ideas and and then I thought about I could do something from home that you know I could do when the children went to bed and I thought I know what I'll do I'll look to source beautiful products I've always loved products and packaging and you know sort of things that could make you feel better even if you've been full on with the children all day having those simple little pleasures at the end of the day once the children are in bed that you can enjoy whether that be lighting a candle or having a bath or you know at that point I wasn't going out that much because we've got two small children so it was literally about trying to celebrate life's simple pleasures and that is essentially how self began because it began as me working from my box room sourcing beautiful products from fellow independents so I knew that um 
I wanted to work with fellow independents and try and offer something to people that they couldn't just find on the high street with a strong aesthetic. So quite a distinct colour palette. And so, you know, I'd put the children to bed and then I'd literally just sort, you know, just try and source products. And I'd, you know, I'd contact the brands and I'd say, can I pay for some samples so that I can try and put these these concepts together for gift boxes. And so that's how self started. Basically, I started to put together some gift boxes with different concepts, but it was all around self. So self-care, empowerment, love and friendship, giving self. So the boxes were all themed. So there was one for kind of self-care and one for feeling, you know, for empowerment and one for sort of self-love and um, one for sort of friendship. So they all had themes and kind of pulled into that brand. And then I started to kind of think, right, you know, the branding needs to be really strong. So we're going to have bespoke gift boxes and beautiful tissue. And so it just felt that it was special, you know, whether you were sending it to somebody else or, you know, you were buying it for yourself, it just felt special. And so I had a website done, had some photography, and it snowballed, you know, I, I started that in the September and in the November of that same year, I got approached by a big company, a national global company who'd randomly seen the website and the Instagram. And they said, would you do some corporate gift boxes for us? And, and I was like, wow. wow, OK, I'd love the opportunity to do that. And she said, you know, we're looking for a gift box for 300 employees. We want to uh, really sort of focus on, you know, at that point, people were working from home. So they were really wanting to keep in touch with their employees and, you know, let them know that they were sort of thinking of them. And the whole concept was around taking care. And I thought, you know what, this is right up my street, you know, kind of coming out of more of the sort of corporate world and, you know, sort of um, doing this, I could really relate to the sort of message they were wanting to give to their to their team. And so I started to speak to my suppliers and pull together a concept and then kind of branded the cards and worked with them to create this concept, put it to them. And they said, yeah, great. And I could not believe it. I thought this has potentially got legs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, 300 gift boxes. And it was it was incredible. The suppliers, you know, I worked with the, the suppliers and they were like, this is an amazing order. And I was like, Do you know what, guys, this is this is brilliant. It was an amazing thing to deliver on. Um, and it went brilliantly and, you know, had to kind of pull an all nighter to get all of the boxes <laughs> made up because <laughs> at that point it was literally just me. But we did it. And, um, you know, it was a real team effort between me and the suppliers of making sure the stock arrived on time and we delivered on the deadline and then came the amazing feedback from them and that was just amazing and so you know it started off as a as a as an idea that just grew and then you know the website was it was trickling along nicely you know I was getting orders each day feedback was great you know it was building and then sadly I lost my grandma and then a couple of years later lost my grandfather, who I was incredibly close to. And, you know, I'm a big believer in certain things work in mysterious ways. I wasn't looking at that time. It was a very difficult time. And, and he was so um, supportive of self. You know, so I was like, you know, Grandpa, I've got this idea and I got this corporate order. And he was like, 
excited you know he'd worked in business himself so he was like super excited that, that I'd got this order and I was like you know I'm going to pull an all-nighter granddad but I'm going to get it done and he was like this is amazing but I'm a bit, a bit worried you're going to be exhausted I was like it's fine granddad you know we'll deal with that after and then sadly you know he he passed away and kind of in amongst that time uh Florence my youngest had started school and I just happened to get talking to a friend one day who interestingly owns the gorgeous coffee shop next door to self in Woodall in Woodall Spa. And we just happened to get chatting and she said, I think next door's coming up. And I wasn't looking for a shop. I had always had this dream, even, I don't know, maybe in my early 20s, that I would walk along the bail gate. And I would think, God, I'd love a shop here. You know, I'd just love a shop. I just always knew that I kind of wanted my own business, but I didn't know when or at what point. And I found out who the landlord was. And I kind of felt that it sounds really bizarre, but I felt at that point that the worst for me had happened in terms of losing my grandfather. You know, it was a massive thing for the whole of my family. But I it physically hurt, you know, that it was painful. And I just remember thinking that at that point, I felt like the worst had happened. And so I felt at that point, nothing could make me feel any worse. So I just thought, you know what, why not? Let's go for the shop. (laughs) And let's just see what happens. And it carried me through that that shopping model spa even to this day is very personal for me. It is where it all began, but it, it's more than that. You know, it was it felt really like it was in my, my grandfather's memory, really. And so we opened Woodall um, with the lovely Joe, who's still a member of my team now. We opened the doors there on the August bank holiday weekend two years ago. And self really came to life. The products. Then it was sourcing clothing and accessories and gifts and all with that same aesthetic. You know, that never changed. But it then became about literally celebrating life, simple pleasures and feeling, you know, lighting the candle, buying something nice, feeling special, but easy to wear. You know, just that just carrying that whole concept on that first day of opening the shop. I will never forget. It was one of the best days of my life for so many reasons but it was incredible and you know the amount of customers we had through the door on that day just blew my mind like I came home and I said to my husband you you know you're just not going to believe it I mean it literally blew my mind so many of those customers that you know visitors on that first day have become regular loyal customers and that is just humbling and amazing and you know we we opened Woodall then took on a debt, my second team member. And then we were, you know, the the Woodall dream team, as I still call them now. (laughs) And then I don't know, I kind of went home and I I said to my husband, I said, you know what? I said, I feel like I feel like we should do another one. You know, I should do another one. And he was like, he's been incredibly supportive, you know, in sort of saying, well, go for it. And and along the way, there has been that self-doubt, you know, but somehow these opportunities have just presented themselves. The bizarrest thing is that I was in Woodall 
on this particular day and this lady came in and I thought, crikey, I recognise her. Um, and I realised that it was Marie, who works with me in Lincoln, that I was actually her account manager nearly 20 years ago. Hadn't seen her since then. And when I first met Marie, she had well, she owned about six shops and she came in and she and I said, Marie, and she said, is that, is that you, Susie? And I was like, yes. And she was like, is this your shop? And I said, yeah, it is. And she said, I absolutely love it. And at that, and we had sort of a real chat. But at that point, we um, we didn't exchange numbers or anything. But then bizarrely, I, like I said, I had this conversation with my husband about doing another one. And he sort of went online and he said, well, there's a shop becoming available in the Bailgate. And I was like, no way. The shops never come available in the Bailgate. And unbeknown to me, he turned the picture around and it was Marie's shop. And I just got goosebumps felt I'd literally only seen her honestly you couldn't write it and I had no way of contacting her so I wrote her a card and I posted it to her and just basically said you know I've seen this I'm I just feel something in this was meant to be and that's how Lincoln happened and then just as we were fitting out the original part of Lincoln, you know, for, for those people listening to this, know that we started off on one side and, and literally no word of a lie as we were renovating that side. The guy who had the shop next door, it was the same land landlords, kind of knocked on the door and said, I'm looking to move abroad. Do you want my shop? And I was like, I haven't even opened this one yet. <laughs> and I was like, I said, right, there's a conversation to be had, but can you at least give me till Monday till we've opened? <laughs> So literally on the Monday, we'd opened on the on the Saturday and on the Monday, he kind of peered his head around the door and he was like, fancy that coffee now? I was like, wow. Yeah, OK, go on then. <laughs> so we met and um, he said, look, you know, and I said, look, if, if the landlords are comfortable and, you know, they're kind of happy for me to kind of knock through, then why not? You know, and I spoke to them. They were incredibly supportive um they said Susie you know do what you want to do because I kind of had this vision of being able to do a full 360 of the shop um they were amazing and said yeah you know bring it to life and so we did that which was amazing and the team grew the customer you know our customer base grew people started to come back it was just an amazing feeling and and to this day it still is and then I've always loved going to Harrogate. You know, every year a, a close friend of mine would always go Christmas shopping for about the last 11 years. We'd go up to Harrogate and and I loved the place. I felt a real pull towards it, even though I've got no connections up there. My husband and I actually got married not too far from Harrogate as well. So it has you know great memories for me. And so in January, I kind of felt like this. I'd got this kind of itch that needed scratching and so went up there and thought, you know, I'll just do a recce and pretty much came back with a shop that same day, which sounds absolutely crazy. But <laughs> I, honestly, that's kind of how it happened. And then we opened Harrogate just over eight weeks ago. I feel complete privilege to do what I do. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, it brings me so much joy. The customers, the relationships, my team, it just... I've never, you know, I just feel so fulfilled with it. And I feel like the, everything I've done previously has led to this. And that sounds really cheesy, but it's the only way I can describe it, that I am literally living my best life. <laughs> um, <laughs> really. I 
truly like I do completely understand that because I'm very much especially as I've got older I I really do believe in things happening for a reason and I was literally like I've I knew a little bit of your story but obviously not to the extent of how I've just told and I was literally getting goosebumps in mm. <laughs> moments of that it's such an incredible story of just all the things that happen to get you to where you are and it does it really does feel like this is just where you're supposed to be um mm. and so so many points that I really relate to as well I mean I was always really really career focused I did my degree went on to do a master's and then I just spent my time like trying to work my way up in my career moving roles going up higher in in roles in my career um and I've always just like had to have something going on and new goals and and things to work towards. So I totally relate to what you were saying about after having children. Obviously, I have my two year old as well, Mila. And after having her, especially during that like maternity leave time, it was really difficult being somebody who's always had goals and mm. things that they're, they're driven towards. I, I totally relate how you how you described feeling at that time, especially, you know, at the time when you weren't working as well. And just that feeling of needing that stuff for yourself. And I love how that led to the to the, the shop mm. being constant. Well, the whole idea, I guess it's more of a concept, mm. isn't it, that you created? Um, Absolutely. I love, yeah, I love the idea of, of how that came about. Well, it's interesting because often, you know, people you know, people have said to me, oh, you know, you should so franchise this business and, you know, you should you should do this and you should do that. And um, and I say to them, no, it's too personal. You know, this this comes, you know, this business comes. It's who it's who I am. I, I, there's, there's, there's too much of me in it. You know, like it's it is too personal. Like I just I couldn't do that. You know, that's not the I didn't create the business to then do that with it. You know, I created this business because it came from a feeling and a vision and a thought. It never came from thinking, oh, I could do this and I could sell it for this. And I could, you know, that's never been the driver. Yeah, I feel like um, as well for me. Well, just one wanting to have like autonomy over your life, I think, when you've had children is one big thing. Obviously, you're saying about you had your um, full time job, obviously, ahead of having children went down to part time. And then you obviously ended up having something of your own. I feel like I'm at this stage now. I've got my own business. I'm still I'm a lecturer as well at university, but I'm now at a point where I have much more control over my daily life and and able to manage my time in the way that best suits me and taking me to nursery and everything. And I think as a mum, it becomes incredibly important that you are able to do that. And also just this sense of identity as you get older and, and knowing yourself well enough to know what you want to the to the point where you've been able to create a brand which is literally so much of you as you say that it's not really something that anybody else could do it's about truly coming into your own isn't it can you tell us a bit about that about like why you think it was the right time in terms of being in your 30s yeah I mean it's interesting I I couldn't I don't think have started this business before I did 
because I don't think I had the confidence and I hadn't been through those feelings, you know. So I may have been able to open a shop, but it needed to be more than that. You know, it needed to have a purpose, you know, and actually when we describe the shop, me and the team, it's it's more than a shop. You know, it's a community. It's where people come and they chat and they feel they can talk to you. And, you know, you give them the time and you build the relationships. And I think that's what is more than a shop. And that is that, you know, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have delivered that in my 20s because I hadn't experienced those feelings of that loss of identity. I certainly couldn't have created the brand that I've created now, having not been through, you know, or, you know, what the life experiences that I've been through of being so career minded, then having children and then feeling that shift and then feeling that, you know, not knowing who I was like, I, yeah, I couldn't have done that in my 20s. I definitely wouldn't have had the uh, I wouldn't have been able to execute it. I don't think. And yeah, I, I just feel it's it's it came at the right time and for the right reasons and with sincerity. Yeah, I feel like that's partly obviously why I wanted to do this podcast. I feel like there's so much about getting older that should be celebrated. And I think those life experiences that we get along the way to become who we are now and to create the things that we're able to create for the world, like what you've done with self, is something that you just can't do until you've had that experience and you've grown more as a person and I'm definitely a completely different person now to who I was when I was younger and in my early 20s and around that time if if there was somebody listening to this podcast now that was really inspired by your story and they feel like they would love to venture out on their own or or follow their passion and create a create a brand or some sort of project or anything similar to what you've done what kind of advice would you give to them that is a great question um i think the first thing i would say is have the belief that you can do it um have the vision You know, and I think it's to ask yourself the question that how whatever you're going to create, whatever, whatever business or whatever brand you're looking to create is, how can it be different? How can it be better? For me, it's all in the detail, you know, so um, the aesthetic, the feeling, the service, it's a 360, you know, but I think it is having the drive the belief and actually be prepared to work harder than you have ever worked before because it is hard work it's the best job in the world but it is you know it is hard work and I think I think you get out what you put in so yeah I think have the self-belief dare to give it a go but have a vision and I think that is really important is to know who you are what you're trying to do what you want to to give or what you want to bring to people and then just don't rest on your laurels you know keep thinking how can it be better how can it be different what more can we do because then it's about then it's about executing it 
and keeping it going, keeping momentum going. Um, and yeah, not resting on your laurels. You know, if customers are choosing to spend with their money with you, then you owe it to them to give them the best service and to keep, you know, bringing in great products and to keep striving to be better. Because that is, you know, that is a real honour that people choose to shop with you or choose to use your service or, you know, whatever it may be. But and just be prepared to work hard. Yeah, I think that's what comes from your business coming from a place of real passion as well in in you and it's it's actually like say a part of who you are it's you really believing believe in what you're doing and why it's important and so you've got that that different like type of investment in it personally haven't you to keep that for your customers as well it's not just something that you're doing for something to do you're doing it because you're truly passionate about it which I think makes a huge difference absolutely it's more it's it it is not a job you know to me it's it's more than that and I think also as a as a mum um you know I've got a, a boy and a girl um and you know installing that work ethic in my children is something that I've always been really passionate about you know, I I feel I have a strong work ethic and I feel that that has come from my parents and my grandparents. And I feel like I want my children to appreciate that, you know, you get out what you put in. And if you work hard, you know, then anything is possible. And I think it is trying to install that in our children that if they if they have belief in themselves, anything is possible with hard work and determination. Um, it's so and- funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's, it's just um, I just feel really passionately about that um, and that we are, you know, as cliched as it sounds, but it's true. We are raising the future. And I think it is about, you know, sort of teaching our children that there's so many opportunities out there. It's I feel like we're so aligned in the way we think, <laughs> because <laughs> as you were talking about um as you were talking before about your kind of advice for people, it it got me thinking how since I've had Mila, I feel like every all the time I'm having these moments of realisation about myself as I teach her. It's like I'm learning all over again because when I teach her things and I watch her in like awe of the fact that she is just completely herself and so like carefree mm. and you know proud of to just be who she is you know they they don't have that feeling of making themselves fit into a box or making themselves smaller when obviously she's only two so she's still very young and I I see that and then I think to myself like how is it that as we grow older we do feel like we need to behave a certain way to be accepted and and maybe we Mm. lose some of that it's almost like the magic in ourselves isn't it that we I feel like we can lose it a little bit and so all the time now I think that's what drives me to do all the things that I do since having me there because I think I never ever want her to do that to herself I always want her to be completely who she is if she has an idea or a passion I want her to follow it I want her to, you know, feel, have freedom in the world to be who she is and do what she wants to do. And the only way that I can show her to do that is by modelling it myself, which is why I do what I do. Um, so I was going to ask you whether that's why 
if, you know whether that plays a part for you but you, you've already kind of answered that is there anything you wanted to add I think just that I you know modeling that behavior is you know you've, you've hit the nail on the head is that they they look at us don't they for guidance and you know like crikey we don't always have the answers I mean William will ask me questions and I think crikey I need to google that you know <laughs> um, but um but I think you know teaching the the work ethic and you know both my husband and I you know we sort of work with teams of people and you know how you treat people and how you talk to people and you know just those those basic things are so important and I want yeah I want my children to to have that self-belief you know because I think I didn't necessarily always have that confidence and I think I would I want my children to feel like they could do it in their 20s you know what I mean like I definitely couldn't but crikey if they came to me you know in in their 20s and were like you know mum I've got this idea Oh, you know, I'd be like, amazing, you know, like, fantastic, have a go, you know, like, I really hope they do have that belief, whether, whether it is that they want to do something for themselves or whatever, you know, or work for somebody else. I think my, my advice to them would be that whatever job they choose to do is absolutely fine, but just try and do it the best you can. You know, just try and do the best job you can, whatever that may look like. Just work hard and you'll achieve great things. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, So we've talked about self and we've talked about obviously you being a mum. So my question is, how do you manage it? (laughs) Having three stores now as well and two children and all all other things happening in your life, I'm sure. Um, How do you manage that? (laughs) Well, you know, everybody asks me that question. And in all honesty, on some days, I really don't know. (laughs) I think you have to be organised. And I am naturally quite an organised person. It's, do you know what? There is no magic wand of how to do it well like I constantly question even the other night I was saying to my husband you know you're constantly questioning am I a good enough mum am I a good enough wife am I a good enough friend am I a good enough boss am I you know like all of that is it's a challenge because you're you're still wanting to be able to be good at all of those things but in terms of how I manage it I mean I have incredible people around me I mean I I say it a lot on social media, but I truly mean it, is that I have a team of women. It takes an army. And I have a team of women that I could not do what I do without them. You know, I've always been a big believer as you are only as good as your team. And I truly do believe that. That, you know, the women that I have in the team are, they're supportive. They have my back. I hope they know I have theirs. You know, we support each other. There's a real camaraderie, which I think is incredibly, in my experience, rare to have that group of women and be so supportive, almost unconditionally. You know, they're like, it's like a family, really, which sounds cliche, but it's really true. It's special. So also, you know, they've all, they've kind of had children and they appreciate, you know, when I'm like, wow, it's December and, you know, Florence has got 
a ballet recital and William's got nativity and they've both got a swim gala or something. And I'm like, wow, it's December in retail. And I've got to be at all those things They They help me make it happen that I can still go and do those things with the children, because that's the, that's the, the juggle is that you don't want to miss those uh, milestones with your children but I've still got a business to run and I and I take that very seriously. And I've got a team to support, which I also take very seriously, as well as having family and friends. So it is a juggle. And I just. Um, I mean, I love work, so I do. I am somebody that can sort of run at quite a high. I have quite a high threshold for for work and juggling life. But. Everybody has a ceiling point and I can I can feel it when I'm sort of starting to hit mine. You know, I'll start to feel quite tired and then I get to the stage where I'm either awake or asleep. <laughs> and there's no there's no kind of middle ground. Um, so it is a juggle. Um, and I just try to be organized and I try really hard and I don't always get this right. But I do try really hard that when I'm with my children, I try to be really present with them. And I try not to work when I'm with them. So, you know, I, I, I try to keep the laptop away and, you know, that when I am with them, I, I try to be present. And that's that is tricky sometimes because there's always something going on. There's always an email. I mean, crikey, everything's so accessible now with phones, isn't it? And things like that. Yeah. Um, but so that. I'm always striving to juggle that, you know, I certainly don't have all of the answers of how to wave a magic wand and say, this is how you do it. I just try really hard to try and get a balance. And I don't know. I try my best to, to achieve that, you know. I think it's totally like normal. And from from everyone that I've like spoken to, especially other mums, I think having those thoughts about like am I doing any of my jobs well enough those mm. things you mentioned it's such a common thing that I think most people feel probably even you know people without children with things going on in their life feel the same um so I definitely think that's a common thought and I think actually women are some of the worst people for putting that sort of pressure on themselves and kind of overthinking in that way as well absolutely 100% especially yeah. as like somebody as you said about your career and stuff before your business and then how ambitious you've been you know in your first few years of business as well I've always been very similar I think if you've got that kind of overachiever type personality where you always want more and to do more and you you want you're on to the next goal as soon as you achieve a goal yes. um, I think if you're that kind of person then it 100% you never feel like you're doing enough um mm. so I think that's something that I'm definitely trying to get better at as well and realizing that what I can give is enough sometimes <laughs> um, oh, and, and not to worry about it yeah yeah I think it's it's a challenge and I think I'm very very lucky that you know my husband is in business and you know he's very driven and um, ambitious himself and so I feel very blessed to have a husband that gets that you know so yeah that that does help you know because um you know he's he's very supportive you know he doesn't you know actively he doesn't have any role in the, in the business other than you know he's been 
brilliant you know when I'm working weekends he's really stepped up and looking after the children and, and things like that and you know sort of taking the children to school when I'm away buying and things like that but he's a great sounding board because you know he is in business himself um but he does get it you know he gets the the hours that need to be put in to build a business so I feel from that side I feel very very lucky to have that support at home yeah and I think it's important to touch on accepting support as well is something that would be good for people to take away from this because um especially again if you're a, if you're somebody who's like an overachiever very driven type person it can actually be quite hard to accept help sometimes and I'm fortunate that my my husband's really supportive as well and he'll have me whenever I need to do the things um that I'm doing or he'll do bedtime anytime that I need him to um, like if I'm going to record a podcast or do the bedtime. <laughs> um, so I think just making sure you accept the help of people around you as well and that we we don't have to do it all alone and, and taking that help from people is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as as women, we want to, you know, try and spin all of the plates all of the time and keep all of the balls in the air. But you know, like I often say, you know, even Superwoman has an off day. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> so, yeah, it's not seeing it as a weakness and thinking, you know, actually, it takes an army. You know, it takes an army to raise children. And, uh, you know, it ta- it also takes an army to, to run a, a business. Yeah. Well, Susie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've loved hearing more about your story Aww. and I know there'll be, there'll be so much that people take away from this as well and listening to you speak. Um, so thank you so, so much for joining Aww, me. You're very welcome. Thank you for asking me. And, um, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>